Fastball with the Bard. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here. As you can see, I'm back in my office, and we are back to our Sunday of Baseball with the Bard. And after this, Crossing Wrestling Entertainment. I'll be back on that one, too, folks. Tyler, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it is good to be back on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here, that's for sure. We got the uh, New York Yankees coffee mug here ready to go. I have my Yankees hat on standby and a surprise hat on standby for a segment, but we'll get to that in a minute. A surprise, you say? A surprise, a surprise. One thing that's not a surprise is that we stream on Facebook, YouTube, at Bard and Cross Entertainment, and Twitch at T-Bard underscore. T-Bard underscore. I upped my subscription yesterday. Uh, I hadn't been subscribed for a little bit. Because uh, the summer happened, I wasn't didn't really have time to watch. You weren't really anything. around all that much. Nope. So I was on yesterday though, so I made sure I took care of that through Jan- February, actually through February. So we are good to go on the T Bard underscore subscription. So make sure you check us out on all of those amazing platforms as we get started here with some baseball, and we're gonna kick it off with some big news here. A lot of pop, Miggy. Literally, his five hundred home runs in his career. So. Uh, I, you know, I will applaud Miguel Cabrera. Much respect, much class there. Uh, last week, the Tigers designated hitter Miguel Cabrera made history and hit his 500th career home run. He is the 28th player to do so in baseball history. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's that's a pretty insane number. <laughs> mm-hmm. 500. Like, it just seems like 500. Like, yeah, it's not that many. No, like 500 is a ton. Uh, and he's only the 28th player to do that. Only 28 in the entire existence of Major League Baseball. And he joins some of these amazing names here. He joins 27 others, including Barry Bonds, who has the all-time record at 755 home runs. Babe Ruth, 714. Alex Rodriguez at 696. Albert Pujols with 677. And that man's still playing, folks. Um, he's still climbing. Yep, Reggie Jackson at 563, Manny Ramirez at 555, David Ortiz at 541, and now Miguel Cabrera, who as of today has 501 home runs. So congratulations to Mr. Miguel Cabrera, making history over there with the Detroit Tigers. Um, I mean, he's had a great legacy of a career. It's a shame he plays for that team. But, <laughs> How dare you? The Tigers but, have had a very illustrious last 20 years. They are multi-time division champions. Division. Thank you very much. And they've division. been to two World Series in that ben span two. of time. Yeah, listen, how many have the Yankees been to in the last 20 years? Yeah, shut up. Two. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> they haven't won one. It's just like a, we're going to have another Mike Trout situation over here. So, but Yeah, but they're having they're an literally... incredible 20 years. Listen, you can't, you can't have – that's like saying the Rays have had a, a shitty 20 years. The Rays have been good for the last 20 years. Listen, you can be the hater all you want. Your haterade usually fuels teams because you hated on the Yankees for the last two weeks, and now look. So be a hater all no, you no, want. the last two weeks, the beginning of the season, along with literally everybody else besides you. So Your, ha- your haterade fuels people. No, the, the Tigers aren't going to do anything this season, at least. Um, Maybe not this season, but something's yeah. coming. Miguel Cabrera has hit this marker. He's far from the all-star player that I would say um, sure. that he was. His biggest home run year was in 2012, where he hit 44 home runs, which was a major league leading. 139 RBIs, major league leading. And a batting average of 330, major league leading. A slugging of 606, 
spoiler, major league leading. Uh, an OPS of 999. It's almost like he hit for the triple crown that year. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's like the, yeah, it's like the, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Um, so he had quite the year that year, obviously, in 2012. And that was the last time he hit that many home runs. Um, obviously, it's gone down since then. 2018, he hit three. 2020, he hit uh, only 10. And this year, he's up to 14. So not not a ton, but also, it's you know, it's a good amount. And he had his best days. So there's that. Speaking of having their best days, I was recently <laughs> look at that picture. I was recently <laughs> in DC and hold on Tyler, can you take that down for a minute? Oh I yeah, yeah, the Nats sorry. Game. What the so, hell is that? I went to the Washington Nationals game and I got myself this beautiful Washington Nationals hat. Um I mean, look Gross. at this. Listen, listen, no, look at this logo. Why do you want to infect your skull like that? That is a nice – that is so cool. The capital with the W like and the stars. Stuff. So I was there, <laughs> and I saw a program. Uh, you know how you go to a baseball oh, games? Oh, man, I wish I had that picture. Well, I hear I might, I might be able to get it to you. Um, yeah, send, saw, it over, send it over Facebook. Send it over yeah, Facebook. I saw a program. All right, I just got it here. I'm going to send it over Facebook real quick. And I was in line to buy this hat, actually, at the um, – Yeah. In, in this team store. And I just started laughing when I saw this. And I was with Coach, because Coach lives in D.C. He was who I went to hang out with. Um, I just sent that over. Oh, uh, it's, it's coming. It ain't here yet. And I, I started laughing. And Coach was kind of like, what's so funny? And I was taking a picture of this program. And I, I literally looked at it. And I said, dude, they have nothing left after this. So the program is titled 2021 Yearbook. And you'll see it in a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, there it is. Awesome. It's, and as you can see, it's Juan Soto, who is still there, still representing, along with Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, whose faces were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. On the facade still. As they should be. And yes, this is the first year that they're gone. They were traded to the Dodgers, is what we're saying here. Um, but we talked about It just about reminds this. me of like that scene from Moneyball where they're like, they're taking down all of the massive posters of all the players they traded away. <laughs> yes, exactly what happened. Giambi um, and all those guys just gone, yep. you know, that's what yep. that feels like. So last week we talked about this insane trade and and basically why it happened. And I, don't, I, I said I was going to explain, but I kind of talked about it last week um, as to where they weren't going to get anything. Um, they weren't going to pay Scherzer. Uh, the Nationals weren't going to pay Scherzer, and the Nationals weren't going to pay Turner because they knew themselves they weren't going to be doing anything anytime soon. So it would just be a waste of money. They have Juan Soto to keep asses in seats, and he's cheap because he's still in arbitration. Even though he's a stud, he's still in arbitration. So Right, right. So he's he's they're not going to get rid of him anytime soon. No. Um, let's look at his contract real quick because I'm pretty sure he's in arbitration for like four years or something insane like that. I mean, he's making a decent amount for being in arbitration. Yeah. He's in arbitration until 2024. And he's only making eight and a half million right now. That's it. Oh, is that all? <laughs> That's it. And he's Man. he's the face of the of the team. I mean, but again, he's still in arbitration. Uh, and that's why arbitration is kind of weird in baseball. But you can bet your ass that the second he's a free agent, they will unload the dump truck of money to this motherfucker. As I said, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have the largest sports contract in baseball and in, in sports history. Um we talked about that before. Um, all they have left is Juan Soto, but that's a good thing. Did you get that video, Tyler, of that amazing homer he hit off of Justin Verlander? 
Oh God, yeah. Let me get down to it. We have so many pictures for today. I just gotta scroll to it. Here it is. Juan Soto. That is hit in the air to right and way out of here. Wow. And now Soto carries his bat down to the first base coach Tim Bogar. And Juan Soto has just gone deep, and the Nationals take the lead, three-two in the fifth. That's Man. not someone that you're ashamed to have on your nope. team. Absolutely not. So sure, they all they have left is Soto, which is a fact. Like that's it. Um, but that is a damn good player to have there, and I just hope he doesn't leave. I hope they. I think they're going to pay him. They offered Bryce Harper the money, he didn't take it. So we'll see where uh, where that goes. But that game there and that series there, that World Series is where I my love for the Nationals spawned from. So when I was going, I said, we have to go to a game. We had amazing seats right above the dugout, the Nationals dugout. Uh, Soto kept coming to the dugout to get water because he was playing right field that day. So like he would, <laughs> like in between in between that bats, he would just turn around and jog over to the bullpen. Like they would talk and they would throw water bottles over the pot for him, and he would drink water him. and throw it back. It was yeah, it was great. Um, so there you have it, folks. The Nationals. It's funny to see that program. Uh, like I said, I just started laughing and I was just kind of like, "Geez, this team is in shambles at the moment without without their two guys." But what are you going to do? Speaking of being in shambles, the transitions are just easy. Uh, that's a good way to put it there, Fernando. Uh, so <laughs> the Padres put it pretty simply here. <laughs> there was an article that I stumbled upon yesterday, and it said the Padres wanted the World Series. Will they make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, the beginning of the season. Uh, once one of the most exciting teams in baseball, but now sputtering badly, uh, produced the type of victory on Saturday that its players had been craving, one they hoped signaled that the tide was finally turning, but it's not. The Padres, who are 69-51, and 51, are going to recover in time to make the playoff. It's going to take a dramatic turnaround as they are now third in their division behind the Dodgers and San Francisco Giants. They are now 69-61, and 61, as we said, fifth. 15 games out of first place and two games out of the National League wild card. That's the second one. God, man. Dude, what the hell happened? Yeah, an absolute implosion. You know, the Red Sox are skidding, but these guys are sliding. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's a difference between, like, you're digging your heels in and you just fucking your feet left the ground and you're sliding down the hill. Yeah. Um, that's That's what's happening to the Padres right now. Uh, and it's sad to see, you know, uh, they were the team at the beginning of the season who I chose to be our World Series champions. Uh, and I think it would have been a smarter decision for me to stick with the White Sox at yeah. this point. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a half credit if the White Sox end up winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the craziest part is, Tyler, do you know who is in that second wild card spot who just snuck in there? And we're going to see in this funny TikTok that I, that we saw. Well, the TikTok doesn't work, you know, unfortunately. Oh, the TikTok doesn't come through. It was, um, I'm just going to show it on my phone yeah, and hold it up. To yeah, if, if, if you can show it on the screen, that would be fine. Unfortunately, because, someone put an ownership claim on it, so I couldn't I couldn't oh, pull the video. It's phenomenal, folks. Here, hold on. Let me get this queued up. See if you can get it up for yourself. Or it was on Instagram, I think, is probably why. It was probably a private profile that I wasn't following. Oh, yeah, you could see. You could see. So, folks, I imagine if you've been watching any type of social media, you've been seeing the milk crate challenge. Why is that a thing? I, Tyler, I have no idea. Do you know, do you know I why? I, you know why I think it's a little popular? Because Snoop Dogg posts every single video he finds of it on his Instagram. And people oh, just okay. 
So that's probably why. I, it's I mean, it's a good way to die. It's, yeah, it's, right. Good way to break your neck. Yeah. So people posted this, and you could see the San Diego logo right there. Up he goes. Made it. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> look at the Reds. The red. Oh, I'll do one more time. The Reds running by is just my favorite part because the mail crates say "and a wild card." Yeah. <laughs> and, then the Reds, and then the Reds just sneak by like, hey, let's go. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. And this hello to our viewers, by the way. We have a good amount of people joining us in the comments today. Julian, Hoss, Courtney, welcome on in. And thank you. Remember, guys, you can have – share your opinions, please. We challenge us. We want to yes. be challenged. Tell us when, we're, when you think we're right. Tell us when you think we're wrong, especially when Noah's wrong. Um, because – What's what? What? <laughs> Courtney, what do you think of the Padres' dramatic slide here? They suck now. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate to see what's happening with those Padres. I, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. But that's all I'll go. That's all I'll go. Oh, NCTM7, thanks for joining us in the chat. Who's right. that guy? Yeah, he's a weirdo. He's he's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, the Padres, poor Padres. Well, hey, one guy who's not missing much is Miguel Sano, who hit a 495, Tyler, foot home run the other day against. Damn. I mean, it doesn't matter who against. There's the Red Sox, which is, I was like, that's cool. We would have put it in who, regardless of who it was against. 495. Maybe if it was against Cole, I probably wouldn't put it in. But, no, I just, just look at this damn thing. Hold on. <laughs> Launched to left. All right, let's just stop for one second. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> when he hit that thing, I was like, God damn. Yeah, let's just uh, one more time. Run it back. Launched to left field. Very deep and gone. Miguel Sano cleared the billboard in deep left center field. And it's a 2 nothing Twins lead. Hanging breaking balls go a long way, and this ball went a long way. Those people up on top of monster seats are thinking, maybe we got a shot at a home run ball, but they never imagined, I don't think, a ball would actually go over their heads in that spot. No, and not only did he hit it out of Fenway Park, he hit it out of Fenway Park to the deepest mm -hmm. part of the field. 495, and Courtney in the comics saying, sheesh, she's 100% right. What a massive, massive bomb. That's one of those off the bat where, like, you just sit back down. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, he hit the shit out of that thing, man. That was, like like you said, the second it left the bat. Like, I, I saw a 495-foot a home run, and I was like, holy cow. Let me look at this. And I lost yeah, it. how? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's how. Like, that that pitch was just, like, that's a pitch that I get, and it'll be the show. And I'm just like, oh, like, I just fall. Yes! Yeah. Like, <laughs> I pray for hanging curveballs. And he hung the shit out of that, and he hit the shit out of that. I mean, that that thing was smoked. Yeah, no, oh, that was that was impressive. We just had to include that yep. uh, somewhere in here because holy cow, what a smack! Yeah, we just wanted you guys to appreciate it with us. Yes, yes, as, as baseball <laughs> fans appreciate greatness. Anyway, of course. speaking of things that are not so great, we have a new segment called "What the Ump," folks. What the? Let us know in the comments what you think of the name of this segment. What the ump? Because, as you know, umpires be tripping sometimes. And I had originally... Sometimes. A lot. Especially this guy. 
Uh, Terry Francona is is quoted, who's the manager of the Cleveland in, uh, Cleveland Indians, is quoted in saying to this. Which feel better, Andrew, please, Terry. Terry is out with some uh, uh, oh, legitimate that. sickness right now, so hopefully he comes back very soon. All the best, all the best to Mr. Francona. Great manager, real good manager. Um, I miss him. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> anyway, um, what the ump, folks? Yes, that umpy tripping is right, Courtney. Angel Hernandez there on your screen, folks. Uh, he is one of the more not- notorious uh, umpires, and along with Joe West. And one time, Terry Francona was arguing with Angel Hernandez, and he said to him, and I quote, why do these things always happen when you're here? As in, like, crazy plays or ridiculous calls. And Angel Hernandez threw him out of the game. And Terry Francona was just like, whatever. He was like, whatever. I'm just, I'm just going. I'm just going. Um, but he said, Terry Francona looked at him straight face, just goes, why do these things only happen when you're here? To, to Angel yep. Hernandez. And that's the truth. Like, all well the craziness happens. So when I thought I wanted to do this segment, it was because two days ago, the Yankees, who were playing the Athletics, uh, the home plate umpire was having some awful strike calls. Like the ball was like three inches off the plate. He was he rung up uh, Giancarlo Stanton. He rung up Judge, and Boone was pissed. So in the second inning, he argued with him, and, and Boone got tossed. You know, like if you're a manager and you're going to argue balls and strikes, you have to do it early. Like you can't wait right. until the oh, yeah. sixth inning. You know, like if you're going to do it, you got to do it. Um, so he did. Second inning, Boone went out there. It didn't tighten up because they were chirping at him from the dugout in the first. Boone went out there, got tossed. After Boone got tossed. The umpire tightened up, and the, like it, it actually was—he was fine the fine the rest of the game. And Michael K even said like it's like he actually is doing much better now. Like it's weird. Like I don't understand. Yes, exactly. But he had to argue early. If he didn't, it just doesn't. It's kind of like all right. Now you're just mad you're losing, or you're mad because the score is tied, or something like that. Um, however, yesterday, That's nothing. yesterday it was much much worse. The Yankees game, the fourth inning, uh, the third base umpire in the Yankees Athletics game yesterday had a very rough third inning. A fourth inning. First, he called a balk on Nestor Cortez Jr., who was a left-handed pitcher. Now, if, if you're listening or watching this and you don't understand why that's odd, is when you call a balk, you have to be able to see the pitcher's motion towards the plate. When you're the third base umpire and there's a left-handed pitcher, the pitcher's back is to you if there's a runner on base. And there was. It was a runner on first base. So you can't tell which way his he's motioning if he's trying to go towards home plate, which would be this way. If you're looking at me this way as you're a first base umpire, you'll be able to see that motion towards the plate because a balk is when you motion towards the plate and you look like you're going to throw the pitch to the batter and then you stop. That's a balk because you can't like fake them out because it's almost like the batter doesn't know what to think and the runners don't know what to think. So you can't fake them out. You have to follow through with your motion. The third base umpire called a balk. Usually when there's a balk, the home plate umpire and either the third or first base umpire, sometimes second base, call it. Like it's multiple people like balk, 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 and they'll call it all sporadically at the same time. However, yesterday, the only motherfucker in the stadium to see the balk was the third base umpire. Nobody Nuts. else. The home Absolutely plate umpire was insane. just like, the fuck? The first base umpire, nothing. The man, even like, even most of the time, even the managers in the dugout will be like, all right, uh, he fucking blocked. What the fuck? And even Nestor Cortez Jr. himself, and a lot of the times, what'll happen, Tyler, you've seen it. There's a balk, and the pitcher puts his head down. He's like, fuck. Like, he knows he did it. Right. Nestor right. Cortez Jr. picks off the first base, calls him, the guy calls a balk, and he's just like, what the fuck happened? And Anthony Rizzo's just <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he's like, all right, cool. Why? So that put the runner in second base, at second base, right? Which was Starling Marte, who has not been caught stealing yet this season. Starling Marte. Wow. 
Next, who's on second base does this. And we're going to let this play through all the way to the end because there were two more blown calls by this third base umpire after this moment. So let's, let's watch it. Gomes line shot to LeMahieu. They fire back to third. Got him. And now Katze is going to argue with Will Little. What a play by LeMahieu. And hey, positioned perfectly and a smash. And LeMahieu alertly fired to third to double off Marte. But the A's are checking out. And now the A's want to take a look at it. Gomes does, was he, Gomes does what he's supposed to do. Hits the ball hard up the middle. But there's a man standing there because of the shift. And LeMahieu makes a great play. And from his knees makes a great throw. I don't know if he was even and on the face there. He wasn't even on the back there. The throw got there, I think, ahead of Marte. But watch Odor's foot. See, it leaves the bag there, and it never returns to the bag. So I think Marte is definitely going to be safe. No, if you can't see the play, and it's right in front of you, that's a little well, and, and Listen, I, I mean, I think he's going to be called safe. The call's going to be overturned, and Aaron Boone may lose his mind here. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but it is the right call. It I is mean, the right call. Let's turn the mics off behind the plate, because <laughs> we know when he loses it, he may say anything. And for you kids at home, don't you repeat what you may hear. So he was called out. You know, see, the foot is, is never on the bag when Odor catches it, and Marte clearly got his foot back. So I'm actually surprised that it's taken this long. I don't even know what what, what, what do you need to what do you need to see more than <laughs> Cortez is cracking up out there. He's enjoying himself. <laughs> Because he knows. Now we we've shown a couple replays, but it shouldn't this take about ten seconds? Like ten seconds. Safe, right? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We may have reached an all-time low, folks. Bob Melvin immediately out of the dugout. And that that may be the new worst call I've seen that doesn't get overturned. Bob Melvin has been tossed. That's that's pathetic. That is a literally what they just said is that may be a new low for blown calls in the MLB. That was the MLB taking the side of this umpire crew who fairly was being bullied by both teams, both teams. Uh, and just saying, you know what? Fuck him. He's out. That yeah. is what it felt like was New York was like, nah, fuck you. He's out. Yeah, so and just, uh, that didn't just, stop the bullying, though. Hold on, though. Just before that, Starling Marte did steal third, which is why he was on third. So the ball right. was from first, right? The, the umpire, third base umpire, got the call wrong on the steal. He called them safe when he was out by at least three inches. However, the Yankees had already used their challenge, and it was another right. like, close, so they couldn't use it again. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and that one was more blatant. And Michael Kay was even like, all right, well, they blew it, but whatever. Then even Michael Kay, after that play, when they called him out, he even said, and him and um, uh, 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 what was his name? I can't remember his name. I, can't. I mean, you guys have 76 announcers, yeah, exactly. so I'm not sure. Michael K., um, he, he even said to John Sterling, he was like, dude, that was bad. Or he, he said, and he even said on the air, I know that benefited the Yankees, but that was just wrong. Like, he even said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. Like, that is just bad. That is just bad. And you notice Nestor Cortez laughing when he called him say, um, out. 
Oh man, yeah. He, yeah. he was Nestor Cortez was now just like this game is in the palm of my hands. Yeah. I'm gonna like, go and have a great time. What what? <laughs> who like, what? who can I fuck with? So then after that, Nestor Cortez is already on, getting under their skin, obviously, because he's like, This guy's ridiculous. Like, I'm done here. Uh Nestor Cortez went for another pickoff later in that inning, because there's another man on first base, and this happened after he went for that pickoff. That's the throw to first. How much different was that? Did, did, did Nestor look back at third base after he threw the ball in the first? Now yeah. Randazzo didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> wow. Randazzo didn't like it. Take a look at uh, what's been going on with Nesta Cortez. Called for a block here. And actually, it was a third base umpire to call it. That led to a run. Nestor didn't agree. Now, in the fourth inning, he's going to throw over the first base to check on the runner. And then quickly look at the third base umpire. <laughs> Tony Rondazzo, the crew chief, and the home plate umpire say, hey, that's enough of that. That is amazing. Oh, that is that is what we that is the kind of toxic energy that we love to see towards umpires on baseball with the Bard. Um, that first block, questionable. Yeah, uh, questionable. No like, one, no one called it. So the third base umpire was on a power struggle there and yeah. just decided to be like, "I'm smart. You're not dumb. Boop, you lose." Uh, and then, uh, and then this, yeah, good old Nestor. Uh, listen, this is, this is pathetic. I absolutely love the home plate umpire coming out. Like he's like the principal of a elementary yeah, school, like funny. enough, enough. <laughs> We've had enough. I'm like, Oh no, my God, me, please. It'd be more like, it'd be more like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse, yeah. No. Excuse me. Uh, no. I need to speak to your manager, please. He was so upset. Um, but, guys, what the ump is something that I would like to continue moving oh, yeah, on no, with this, baseball this with the bar. Every week, uh, there's a Twitter Please page. submit Twitter stuff to us, yeah, man. We'd love stuff. your opinions. If you see stuff, send us stuff. There's also a Twitter account called MLB Umpire Auditor. Oh, um, fantastic. Uh, um, maybe I'll send him a DM and say we want to, like, do one of his tweets every episode or something, and maybe he can, like, we'll, we'll collaborate or something. But, um. That'd he literally great. posts daily a bunch of stuff. Like he talks about, like Joe West missed a strike call by five inches the other day. Um, oh my god, really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and all those things. So it was great to see. I, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, like I said yesterday, just topped everything that happened throughout the whole week. And that's what we'll do. We'll find the worst one from the week. Um, but yesterday was real bad, and that was all in the same inning too. Like that. That was just bad, 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 bad. bad. Uh, but think of things that aren't bad and that are actually pretty great are all the cool things happening over at Clovercrest Media. So let's check it out. The Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. 
And crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my point. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Trap. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Attention all basketball fans, CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Jesus Christ, you <laughs> animal. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. Goodbye. <laughs> That's two gone, Drew. I've murdered two already. No! You bitch, get off my friend! <laughs> come here! Come here! Get off my stage! Let's go! Let's go, Drew! Let's go! Let's go, Drew! Now stay with me. Now stay with me. Drew! Drew, I've worked so hard for this, Drew. Did you extend your arms? Get out of here. Oh, you I didn't extend my arms at all. I bumped into you. I had to cut it off a little bit there at the end. Drew said some not so nice things to me for no reason, no uh, reason un- whatsoever. Uncalled for, definitely, <laughs> definitely uncalled for. Guys, make sure if you are not already following us over on Twitch, we are approaching the 400 follower mark. Noah, wow. when we started this podcast, I didn't even have a Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, and we started. I started my Twitch on December seventh. And it is what? What is today? The 29th? August 29th. We are mm-hmm. approaching 400 followers on Twitch. It is T-Bard underscore. That is all you have to look for on Twitch if you are looking to join in on the podcast. 
the games, the game shows, the live reaction videos that we are doing. And I would like to do some, Noah, for the postseason baseball, uh, mm. as well as the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Media. Uh, so make sure you guys join us on Twitch every once in a while. I don't have a set schedule yet. Uh, just starting a new job. Uh, full time. So uh, once I figure that out, we will uh, get back to a set schedule. But Noah, let's get back to baseball, shall we? Yes, sir. One thousand uh, percent. This is uh, this is unless you want me to do this one. Because I mean, you know. oh lord. I mean, I'll take I'll take it from here. Sorry, <laughs> we can. The obituary will be at the end. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Courtney. What a poor sport that Drew is, right? Man, I, I took everyone out on the stage and Drew, and he had to cry about it. I don't know. I think that's, uh, I think it was uncalled for by Drew. But you know what? Let's start with a high moment, shall we? Um, let's watch this really quick so we can all feel good about the Red Sox for a little bit. Nick Gordon lead things off, center fielder for Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, just a talk. I, I told him I talked to him after this series. Uh huh. One of the best curveballs I ever saw. Oh, my goodness. Swung on and missed. He strikes him out. Gordon down. And that is four K's in the book already for Chris Sale. Simmons batting just 220. And then you come back with that changeup? Wow. Fouled off 0 2. Not an easy question either with those three. 95 to strike him out. Back to back K's here in the third inning for sale. And there's that pitch again. Fastball up in the zone. Rep Snyder now. He whiffed to begin the ball game. He looks at a strike. That's a slider. Quickly 0 2. So Chris Sale has thrown in this inning, folks, eight strikes. And he has two down. Trying to put away is Simmons. And he got him. An immaculate inning for Chris Sale. One, two, three, they go. We just saw Chris Sale complete an immaculate inning. Nine pitches, nine strikes, and he has done that three times now as a member of the Red Sox. God, that was nuts, Noah. Drops. I, I can't even I can't even believe that he's been as good as he has been mm -hmm. coming out here. Um, what do you think about him so far? I, I've been pretty impressed since returning. He's three and zero with a two thirty five ERA. Uh, he's as you coined the savior of the Sox. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think it's that serious? Yes, absolutely. Uh, every everything else from a fundamental standpoint, as you'll get into in a minute, has fallen apart in Boston when it comes to baseball and Chris sale is saving that. And um, I, I, I have a, a text conversation here between my friend, Sean and I, who my friend, Sean, he likes baseball. I wouldn't say he follows too much. Chris sale is that guy still. Absolutely. I agree hundred uh, percent. And he knows I'm a big Yankees fan. And he, and he said, I'm sure you saw this. He sent me the video of sales immaculate. And he said, I just want your take. And I said, absolutely impressive. Sale has come back firing on all cylinders, unlike the rest of the team. An immaculate inning is extremely rare. Sure, the team he's facing sucks. Still, almost impossible to fathom. It's very easy to foul off a pitch and extend an at-bat. Avoiding the wood is no small feat. I'm impressed. So that's my take on Chris Sale right now. Uh, he's yeah. killing it. 
he really is killing it. It's exciting to see this guy come back. And you see Dylan in the comments saying that he is indeed still that guy. Uh, so it is definitely good to see Chris Sale back in his form. Thank God, because I was nervous that he might come back and we get someone completely different. But uh, you know what? We could just, you know, not talk about the records or, you know, maybe just for a little bit. Uh, I'll, get to, I'll get to the Yankee segment. Oh, I was talking about the records in that one. Oh, yikes. The Red Sox record is now in line for the second wild card with a record of 75 and 56. Uh, that's six and a half games behind the first place raise. Well, seven now, I think, is yeah, how the math yeah. works out. Um, with two games behind the second place Yankees. Um, so, not out of it by any means. You know, anything can happen, but the way they are trending. Um, they're just not looking all that great. Um, the Boston Globe uh, writer Alex Speyer came out saying that many of the pre-All-Star break wins were close. The Sox record was based on an outrageous number of comebacks, and they had trailed at some point in 28 of their 54 wins, and half of their wins, 27 of 54, had all been won on two, one or two runs, Noah. I mean... Baseball. Oh, wrong picture. Sorry. Baseball is a crazy sport, but mm -hmm. that's that's some wild numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who put those standings there? That's right, Courtney. I, I don't know. We that, that was a mistake. We don't want to look at those. Um, and he went on to say that the bullpen has sprung a leak and that the pitching staff is falling apart. I, I mean, it doesn't get any more straightforward than that. The pitching staff and the rotation have been just abysmal over the last 28 game stretch that started with a loss in anaheim july 6th the rotation has an era of uh, just under six 578 they're the fourth worst in the mlb the red sox have gotten just three quality starts and just uh, four outings of at least six innings their starters are averaging just under four and two-thirds innings in that time uh and the 28 that's 28th in the majors so even that, thank God for their good start, or they mm -hmm. would be in the pound right now. Oh yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. So they they definitely have to recover because guys like Barnes, unfortunately, just aren't getting it done. The uh, with Matt Barnes, especially uh, his strikeout drop rate is almost half uh, of what it was back in uh, the early years. It was at forty four point or, or early months, I should say. Uh, it was forty four point six percent through July. Uh, to 26.7% now, uh, which is uh, literally half as good as he was doing at that time. And Adam Adovino has gone from 27.1% strikeout rate to 227 which isn't horrible. Adovino has been getting his ground balls where he needs them. Um, but it's they're definitely slumping there. Um, and even the lineup that's full of big dogs, like the guys you see on the screen here, Devers and JD and... Um, Bogarts, they're kind of going down too. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is to account for. The trio of Devers, Martinez, and Bogarts hasn't been horrible. Uh, Devers is doing 266 with an 864 OPS. Martinez is 263 with an 816 OPS. Uh, they've been respectable since the 6th of July. And Bogarts has, oh, that damn wrist injury has been such a nag. Um, and obviously, you're going to account for that with your mechanics and your swinging, Noah, because batting. Uh, is 50% in the wrists. Mm -hmm. uh, so he has struggled and is holding a 241 average with a 719 OPS during that period. 
the Sox are averaging just below four runs per game since July 6th. A team that was held to four or fewer runs less than half of the time, 48%, through 86 games, has been uh, contained 19 times during its current 11-17 and 17 stumble. I mean, what in the world happened to these Red Sox, Noah? I mean, I really can't point to one thing. It almost feels like a morale issue. Um, do you have any explanations uh, on a scenario that would lead to the Red Sox can, uh, remaining in playoff contention? Um, <clears throat> right now, they're, they're in possession of the second wild card spot uh, by three and a half games over the Athletics. Uh, as long as the Athletics are facing the Yankees, that's not going to change. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I had to. I had to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the biggest thing here is if you have to look at the Red Sox schedule, and it does not get easier after this week. Um, they just got off of a series with the Rangers, which was good for them. Uh, they they took that series uh, two to two to uh, one. They were supposed to have four games, but one of them was postponed. They'll make that up later. Um, they faced the Twins, where they took that series two to one. Now they're facing the Indians. They have uh, they they're going to win that series two to who knows? It could be three zero. It could be two. They could sweep today. We don't know yet. Uh, however, then Yikes. it gets really yeah really hard because they have a four game set with the Rays, and then they face Cleveland again, and then they have a three game set with the Rays with no days off. No days off. They have to play seven games against the Rays to end the season. That's and rough. That's wild, dude. So we have that. Then we go to Chicago to play the White Sox. Which then Seattle. Yep. Uh, and then Baltimore, easy wins. We've got the Mets. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yankees, that is a massive, That's massive crazy. series. Here's the, here's the thing, And though. then finish with Baltimore and Washington, which should be six wins. I'll be honest. I don't think the Yankees series is going to be massive because uh, I think the Rays are just going to push and pump them into the ground. Oh, you think, I think by the time by the time how the many Rays how win, many you think they take at least five of those games the Rays? Yeah, and by that point, by the time they get to the Yankees, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, you know the Red Sox have their work cut out for them, honestly. Uh, so they know what they need to do. They need to come out swinging those damn bats this these next twenty plus games uh, and uh, prove that they can stand with our next segment. The New York Yankees. Ladies and gentlemen, let me don my Yankees cap for this segment. Oh boy, I usually don't like to wear, and Tyler knows how I am with this. If, same with like a wrestler. If a wrestler loses a match, I don't want to wear their gear. If, he, if the Yankees lose a game, I can't wear it the next day. I got to wait. He's a big baby. It's, it's, like a, it's like a superstition thing. Um, and I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Scott. Anyway, the New York Yankees. Early in this season, many, including myself, counted the Yankees out, period. They were abysmal. They were once in a 15-game hole from first place, folks. They were bad. They were just bad. Um, It's just like Yankees earlier, stacked up, lined up, and couldn't score runs. Exactly, according to you said it. Uh, The team was an absolute mess that was very hard to watch. Now they are surging towards the top of the American League East. After doing exactly what they needed to do and sweeping the Red Sox just two weeks ago, the Yankees moved into the number one slot for the American League wildcard. They are now 76-53 and and have certainly turned things around. They just got off of a 13-game win streak, which was the longest streak since 1956. 
Um, they lost yesterday, yesterday to the Rays, which is no big deal. What is the cause for this surge? And in all honesty, they're having the exact opposite effect of the Red Sox. Right. The Red Sox, it looks like the wheels are falling off the bus. The Yankees looks like they just they realized they had holes in their tires. They pulled over at a town fair tire, got new ones, and now they're cruising. Um, that's what it seems like is happening with the Yankees. Uh, their starting rotation has been absolutely on point. Thank God for Cole, man. Holy Dude. finally. Cy, Cy, Cy Young, Tyler? American no. League Cy Young? Who's going to get it in the American League then? If not him. I just I don't think anyone's going to give it to him because of how his reaction to the sticky substances. Uh, maybe. I, I can still see him getting it, though. Uh, Cole has a 2.80 ERA on the season. He is the first pitcher to reach 200 home runs. Uh, 200 home runs. 200 strikeouts. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's impressive for a pitcher. Yeah, good job. Uh, in one season. That's better than any player ever. Um, Corny asked a question there. Can you wait? Can you put that back up real quick? Oh Is yeah. That also tie the longest win streak of the season. I don't think. I think the longest is fifteen. Um, let me give me. Uh oh. I think as he was as he was looking something up, Noah may have uh, crossed out of the uh, production by accident there. Um, but yeah, Cole has been absolutely smoking it right now, as he said. Uh, he's the first pitcher this year to reach 200 strikeouts and the first pitcher to 13 wins, uh, an absolute beast of a season so far. Uh, he has been showing up more than some of the other players have been. Uh, so it's, it's good to see someone like Cole picking it back up where he was, uh, last season. Uh, did you find your answer? Um, Sorry, I, w- I didn't mean to leave. I uh, just hit the wrong thing. And no, I, I, I have done that plenty of times. You are correct, Courtney. Actually, they didn't match the longest streak. Uh, who else has the 13 games? Oh, of course, I have to subscribe to get that one. I am a member of the Yeah, Oklahoma. well, all you have to know is there is someone else who did it. I actually think it's the Oakland Athletics. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Yes. Garrett Cole has been amazing. First pitcher this season hit 200 strikeouts. Did you Did you show the tweet? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunately okay. is a corrupted file, so that won't oh. go on the screen either. We so. love those. We love those. <laughs> um, so, Andy's the first pitcher to 13 wins, which is epic. Uh, Garrett Cole has obviously been killing it. He has been helping uh, a ton and keeping this team surging towards the top. Nestor Cortez, yeah. as we just talked about, Junior, once a bullpen pitcher in the back end of the bullpen, now a solid standing point in the Yankees starting rotation has a better ERA than Garrett Cole at 2.77, which I think is just funny. Uh, yeah. um, Jordan Montgomery pulling his own as the 369 ERA, keeping his team in it. A weird stat. Yeah, he's Jordan solid Mont- though. He's solid though. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. that's high. That's high from being early in the se- earlier in the season. Yes, he's he's yes. been really good lately. He straightened it out. Even Andrew Heaney has straightened it out. His first few starts were bad, but he had a great game against the Red Sox and a great game after that, uh, adding to that 13 game win streak. Their bullpen has held up pretty well. Chapman has been getting into trouble late in the games, but he has been keeping them in the game and earning the saves. Very close calls uh, in the uh, 12th game win uh, that they had against uh, the Athletics in their first game of the series that they're in right now. That has been tough to see, but they've been doing it. Jonathan Lewisica has also been a strong point, as well as Chad Green. So the Yankees' bullpen has been keeping in it. Look how big his arms are. Jeez, fucking Louise. <laughs> It is fucking massive. 
Yeah, um, honestly. He's got he's got to get the control back, though. He has the speed. He just hasn't pinpointing the way he used to. Uh, hopefully he can get to that, but he has been doing okay, as I said. And one big thing that has turned around has been their hitting, and it's funny. Before they had Gallo and Rizzo, the Yankees hitting wasn't as hot as it is right now. They added those guys, but everybody has improved. It isn't just like Gallo and Rizzo are keeping Yeah, it was a morale thing, dude. Precisely. And the biggest thing is it does make it harder on the pitchers. So when you have a pitcher, uh, the manager has to think harder and the pitcher has to think harder along with the catcher when you have mixed match in the lineup, when you have righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, righty, lefty, lefty, something like that. And that's what has created with Gallo and Rizzo because those aren't easy outs. Those aren't outs that you can just go up there and put it over the plate and they're going to ground out or fly out. Like if you had a, no offense, a Brett Gardner or a Tyler Wade in the lineup, they're not, they're not daunted by those guys. They're daunted by Rizzo. They're daunted by Gallo because those guys can put it out any point in the stadium. Stan has been wailing on the ball. It's looking like he still plays in Miami, folks. With an average of 320, a slugging of 880, and four home runs in the last seven days, and he hit a 472-foot homer Friday night, and let's watch that video because it was a bomb shot. Well, as Giancarlo Stanton um, strides to the plate, we'll take a look. Thanks to StatCast Google Cloud at uh, his last eight games, Ken. Wow. Singles a couple, doubles a couple, five home runs, 333 batting average, OPS way up there, 1382, and nine runs batted in, nine hits, spreading it all over the ballpark. There it goes. Don't move. See ya. Oh, what a shot. Wow. A home run for Stanton. That landed somewhere near San Francisco. It's one nothing aches. 472 feet. Oh, my goodness. That should count for two home runs. Dude. What a smack. It was a tank job. That was, again, that was one of the ones where, I, like, he hit it, and I just, I was just, well, that's gone. I don't <laughs> even, the, my favorite comment I saw of that, I think, was on Twitter, and someone said, um, that's one of those nobody moves home runs. Like, the outfield yep. is just, well, I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> so, uh, Judge has been wailing on the ball as well with an average of 464 on the week with three home runs. Voight has an average this week of 471 with two home runs. And when Rizzo was traded to the Yankees, Tyler and I agreed, and a lot of people said Voight's out of a job. However, Voight said, hold my beer. Let's watch this emotional interview we had. Just two game-winning hits today. Um, just given, you know, Rizzo's coming back, you know, there's going to be maybe a little bit of a fight for some playing time there. Boone said he's going to take that day by day. But I'm just curious mentally where you're at right now and what you think key is for you to just be – uh, really performing your best at the plate kind of through uh, some of that uh, some of that noise. Yeah, you know, I finally feel like I'm uh, hitting my stride, you know, after, you know, getting a week's worth of games under me. And, you know, I'm a, you know, I was top 10 in MVP last year, and I've been a great player for this organization for the last three years. And, you know, I'm not going down. You know, I want to play. Obviously, I know it's going to be tougher with Rizzo, but, you know, um, I deserve to play uh, just as much as he does. And, um, you know, I led the league in home runs last year, and I feel uh, feel really good again. And, um, obviously, you know, the injury bug is a reason he's here, you know, because of me. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I hope Booney can do whatever he can to, you know, try to get me some consistent at-bats. Damn. Yeah, he's Damn. not he's not ready to go. Damn. He he is uh he's basically said uh hey, I know you're the new guy here and they bought you for a reason, but this is my position. 
Uh, and I mean, don't intend on leaving anytime soon. No. And the biggest thing that the Yankees have finally started doing, and th- their biggest contention is, oh, we want Boyd in the lineup, but Stanton DHs. It's like, no, Stanton can fucking play the outfield. And that's what they've been doing. Right. In, this, in this streak, Stanton's played a lot of outfield. In the game it, we went to, Thank God, like, he should play the outfield, but it almost feels like he doesn't want to play the outfield. He wants to be a designated hitter. No, I don't think think Stanton cares. Uh, I think their their biggest worry is... He's an athlete. He shouldn't care. Stanton has glass bones. That's that's their biggest worry. Um, All right, put him in left. So he plays... uh, No, he plays a solid right field. Like, having Judge in center and Gallo in left is uh, phenomenal. And all three of them actually are in the top... I think they're all three of them are in the top 30 of the strongest arms in the outfield. Like Stanton actually is a good outfielder. Um, sure, he but he, he, I don't know. I, I think it's silly that we're even having this conversation. I agree. Like, I agree. Giancarlo Stanton should be in left field. Aaron Judge should be in right field. Center field, there's your mix up. Put whoever the frick you want in, in center field, whoever's available for the day, that's where you can rotate your players right now. Yep. But those two belong in left and right. Uh, Rizzo or uh, Voight should be playing first base, or Voight could just hit. No, no one's going to cry if Voight's not playing first base. Precisely. And, R- and Rizzo's a phenom at first mm-hmm. base. Uh, so that would be a uh, – as much as Voight's hitting out of his damn mind right now, to take Rizzo out of the lineup is a mistake. No. no, Rizzo's not coming out of the lineup. And like I said, what they've been doing is putting Stanton in right. And if you ask me, it's working and it's genius because seeing left to right in the outfield, Gallo, Judge, then Stanton – and then on the infield, you have like third base is either let's just say Urshela and then Velasquez the other day because Velasquez is amazing. Um, yeah, he's killing it. Second base is DJ, and then first base is Rizzo. Behind the plate is Sanchez, and you know on the mound let's just say Garrett Cole, and then you have Luke Voigt as your DH. That is mortifying. Like that is a lineup and a half. The defense is stacked. The offense is stacked, and it's a lot fun to watch. Um, the hitting has been clutch, as I said, with possession of the first wild card slot for the American League and sudden surge from the Yankees. They are easily positioned to actually challenge for first place in the AL East. It'll be a tough race. Um, the Rays have somewhat of an easy stretch to end the season. This is the Yankees stretch here to end the season. I would say it's equally as easy right now. They're in Oakland. Then they face the Angels, then the Orioles, then the Blue Jays, then the Mets. I wouldn't say that's a challenge. Uh, they have one game to make up against the Twins, who they make them their bitch for the last five years. Uh, they have the Orioles, the Indians, and then the Rangers. Again, doesn't seem like it's too hard. The the Blue Jays right now are really, really something. They're they're not even they're they're done. Um, yeah, they're out. Then the Yankees have the Sox, but I think by that point it won't matter anymore. That series against the Sox and the and the Blue Jays won't matter. However, look at those that. last oh. three games of the season Ooh. against the Rays. Tyler and I will be at the last game of the season. Oh, there, baby. And we Can hope, you imagine? Oh, I hope so. I hope. <laughs> oh, I, I, actually, no, that's not true. I don't hope so. Either way, whether they have the wild card or the division, I hope I, I, I don't have to go to that game with, like, because that, I mean, that's huge. Like, that's huge. I'm going to show up in all Red Sox gear, like, let's go, Rays, <laughs> baby. The, that'd be the worst day to do that. Like, usually, usually the last game of the season isn't, like, packed. Because people are just like, who fucking cares? Like, usually it's decided by then. So it's like, whatever. We're just here for fun. Which is why that, I like going to those games. But if that right. game is like uh, the Yankees and Rays are, on tied, the line. are tied for first place, like the winner of this game doesn't have to play the wild card. Oh, my gosh. That'd be epic. 
I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Uh, so with that being said, folks, baseball is exciting. I mean, it's a weird game, as we always like to say. The Sox look like game. they were poised to win the uh, to win the division easily. The Padres were in that same position, but now both of those teams are slumping, and teams who nobody thought would do it are there. The the Reds are in possession of a wild card slot. What the hell yeah, is yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. The Yankees uh, have first play uh, first possession of the first wild card for the American League, and are said to be possible challengers for the division with a month and a half left of the season. What the hell is happening? But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, both members of Clovercast Media. If you like podcasts and love listening to them and so on, visit clovercastmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows featuring things like true crime, relationships, politics, real estate, football, whatever else and whatever floats your boat. There are over, I think it was, wasn't it, like 50-something now? Shows? Oh, it's it's wild. I, I can't even keep count anymore, yeah. Noah. Uh, there's a lot of shows, folks, like plus 50. on the CNN. You'll find Make something sure. you like. Yeah, check it out. See what you like. Tell all your friends about it. And let us know what you want to see. Join us in the comments. Thank you for joining us here. Courtney today, MVP in the comments. Uh, we'll see you next week on Baseball with the Bard. Thank you for joining us, folks. Baseball with the bar.